0: Hey, this is the Suplex Cyclone, Kurt Gannon, and this is Drinking at Moe's podcast. Make sure you listen, subscribe, and don't forget, Suplex the world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Drinking Mo's. This is my two cents, and as of recording this, we're still getting ready for one of the big four, SummerSlam. Which, as of recording, like I said, tomorrow. But when this releases, it will be a day of. I figured one of my better episodes for my two cents on the audio platforms, at least I believe. Hell, I believe on the YouTube channel too, was of my last WrestleMania uh, prediction. And that sort of thing. So I why not? Since I'm jumping back into this, we'll jump back in. We'll do one of the other big four Summer Slam. Things are shaping up. The card has been rounded out. There's some eh, controversies, I guess, for the lack of a better term. You know, there's been matches pulled like the Trish Becky Lynch, which It's just mind-boggling that you got Logan Paul on there, and then you have time for the first match that I'm going to go up with the SummerSlam Battle Royal presented by Slim Jim. Now, there hasn't been too many people that have been declared for this match so far. I believe... It's only really been La Knight and Sheamus so far. There's a lot of people clamoring for La Knight to pull out the big win here. I would have to say I agree with as much as he's been kind of getting himself over, despite the inconsistent, lackluster. Booking that they have for him right now. If you're really wanting to really get him going right now, this would be a good start in having him win this match. Sorry, one of my dogs is trying to get my attention right now. Anyways, like I said, who else would they even have win this right now? If you're wanting to get a good jump with anybody. Next, so I'm going to say prediction L.A. Knight wins that one. Next up, <sighs> Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Now, more often than not, I would go with, you know, who had the upper hand in the the uh, go-home show for Raw ended up losing the pay-per-view. That, way i normally end up going with this thing but thinking unless they're just using logan paul as this spot monkey guy that's gonna end up putting on i guess decent matches putting over his opponents but i'm thinking they gotta have him end up winning here soon i'm and right here on SummerSlam, I think a big the big stage that it is. You know, they're over there, the Detroit Lions Stadium for this show be a pretty big stage to get him that win. So logically, I'm thinking Logan Paul, so that will be my final choice there. As much as I would much rather have Ricochet win, going with Logan Paul. Next up, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match. Now, the history has been known with these two. They trained together at MMA, they've been. Tag team champs, although somewhat short-lived. And, you know, now they're fighting each other. Word going around is that Ronda Rousey will be leaving WWE. If not right after SummerSlam, words are hard, very close to it. So that would lead me to believe that Shayna Baszler is going to pick up the win here. Now MMA rules—it's going to be interesting. Are they just keeping the regular ring? I would have been fun if they did a like a fight pit MMA rules sort of deal, but it it should be a pretty interesting contest. like I said, Shayna Baszler for the win here. Next up, we have Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Now, somewhat surprising, there hasn't been some sort of stipulation pick for this match. Or be it, hell, I brought up the fight pit for that Ronda Rousey and Shannon Baszler fight pit here. Maybe some other sort of stipulation But that hasn't been stated. This is the rubber match. They've each won one. Who's going to win this? End up coming on top. Kind of thinking two ways here. You see my dog Daisy here. For those that will watch the YouTube version. (laughs) Hello. But I can see this going the way of Cody Rhodes. Obviously, because, I mean, they're pushing this documentary, which I'm going to have to end up watching here soon. But they're really pushing Cody Rhodes, the documentary. And how is that going to factor into the decisions for this match? Like I said, in my mind, it would be the logical choice to end up having Cody Rhodes win, because who knows how much uh, Lesnar will be around afterwards. I don't think we're going to get any real answers as to why Lesnar turned on Cody back over many damn months ago. It was now, but like I said, that is about it for that one. Now, although there has been some rumors about, you know, who could come back and interfere one way or the other? There's Bray Wyatt, Stephen Amell because Cody Rhodes and Stephen Amell have history with you know the Arrow and you know, Ring of Honor and I believe even the past SummerSlam. So you know it, it's interesting, but I'm regardless Cody Rhodes for the win here. Next up, th- this one's intriguing. This one is very intriguing for me. Seth Rollins versus Ben Balor for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So, the, the thing that makes it interesting here is because in my head, I can see it playing out multiple different ways. This, on the go-home edition of Raw, you saw Damian Priest was in a tag team match. And then, like a little inkling like he wanted to cash in that uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. Didn't really happen the way he wanted. He didn't cash it in. So, but there was a little tension there with Finn Balor. Now. One way I can see this going is Seth Rollins wins, but Finn Balor pissed off him and the rest of Judgment Day attack him after the match. Then, you know, Damian Priest has that briefcase. Hmm. Now, is he going to cash in there? I would say so. That I'm, that's my thinking behind it. Then you know he wins, he becomes the world heavyweight champion, and then there's that little tension there with Finn Balor. Now the other way I can see this going: Finn Balor ends up winning hard-fought match. They're celebrating, but then Damon Priest, in their celebrating. Attacks him, cashes in the briefcase, and then he's the champ. Leaning again to a little few, little tension there with Finn Balor. So, one way or the other, whether Seth Rollins or Finn Balor ends up winning the, the actual match, I see Damian Priest actually walking away with that title at the end of the night. Last but not least for as far as raw matches on the card goes, and, you know, I'm not saying which one's going to be the main event or whatever, but as far as raw matches goes, we got one more. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the intercontinental title now this is where I'm thinking you know WWE seems to be on that role lately of having people in this generation of WWE superstars breaking records for like longest title reigns and this and that So, going along those lines, it's going to be interesting because if they still go along with that, Gunther is very close to breaking the honky tonk man's streak for the longest intercontinental title reign. So, in that sense, I would have to go with. Gunther. I love Drew McIntyre. I think he's great. I think he deserves a lot better than, you know, being the WWE champ when there's nobody in the crowd. So hopefully he'll get back to that. At some point, just on this night, I see them having another superstar break another streak. So, so, that is it, as far as raw brand matches goes. Coming up next will be the Smackdown ones. Now, I get it. This quotes brand split. Excuse me, doesn't really mean crap. You know, they do the draft. They have people taken to different brands. They have their free agents, even though they're not using that damn term, right? Regardless. It's weird for me seeing that out of this whole show, you could consider the Bow Royal kind of both. both are well three brands, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna include NXT in there which I guess they're starting to do shit like that, and that's fine, but in all reality, the vast majority of the matches on this card are all from storylines from the Raw brand, which is just strange to me. Anyways, before I get on a ramble, next up will be the SmackDown side of things where there is a triple threat match for the women's title where it's Asuka versus Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair and then you got Tribal Combat for the World Heavyweight title and the Tribal Chief spot with Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. We'll be giving my thoughts on those here quick. anyways. Like I said, this this is gonna be a pretty interesting card. I'm more excited than I thought that I would be. Let's fucking go. Hey everybody. Big Mo here, wanting to thank Reaper Apparel for having drinking up Mo's be a brand ambassador. They encourage everybody to break out of their comfort zone live their best self which hey that's what got me starting the podcast they have great apparel t-shirts hoodies hats beanies you name it they got it the link will be in the description be sure to use the code drinkin at mo's to get 10% off your order let's fucking go All right, we're back, and this time we are going over the SmackDown portion of SummerSlam. Now, like I mentioned, there's only two matches that everybody is on the uh, SmackDown side. You got the triple threat match with Asuka. Asuka. Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's Championship. Now, this one's kind of tricky for me. Because I see, especially with one of those vignettes that they had on SmackDown, Where Charlotte Flair was definitely giving a little bit more of a cocky, heelish vibe to me with that vignette, the promo that she did. And making me think that Bianca and Charlotte might cancel each other out. Like, one person's going for it, then they get... They get in a big squabble with between the two of them, and then Oscar sneaks away with it. Even if it don't exactly happen that way, for some reason I'm kind of leaning towards Asuka here. So final choice, I'm definitely going Asuka. Now, I can acknowledge that, you know, there's this one might be one where I get it wrong. I can already see it, but hey. I acknowledge I probably wasn't going to get all of them right. I I do have somewhat of a good record with this stuff, so we'll see how it goes. Then, last but not least, we have the, the match that Tribal Combat anything goes has to be a winner with With also the undisputed WWE Universal Championship on the line. God damn, that is a long-ass name for a fucking title. Regardless. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso. Now, again... Hell, really, both of the SmackDown matches kinda tricky. Now, honestly... I was hearing this earlier with some people making their predictions. And what I kind of agree that if Cody Rhodes wasn't going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, this last one, like vast majority of people I know feel that he should have been. It uh, has me leaning towards it. It needs to be Jey Uso. Not saying that I think that this historic reign that the Roman Reigns is on is gonna end. I I got this sneaking feeling that this is gonna all just end up leaning, leaning back to Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns again. See how it goes, but I am literally thinking it can go one of two ways. Roman obviously wins, keeps it going, or Jey Uso ends up winning and ends up maybe not having that long of a reign, but hey, still getting to say that he was a former champ. At whatever time. But I'm leaning more towards Roman Reigns here. As much as I am thinking I'm going to be glad whenever this reign of his is over. We'll see how it goes. But like I said, that is about all I have. It's looking like it's going to be a relatively decent card. That being said, with some of the Nitpicky things, you know the the match with Becky and Trish not happening, and there was one other women's match that it was rumored, but I am I should have written it on my notes. Anyways, that is about all I have. I hope everybody is gonna be having a good weekend. Summerslam looking like a great night. Let's all have some fun. Let's fucking go.